0: Welcome to the Mission Guys podcast, where we talk about anything related to leading transformation in the church. I'm Nick Jorgensen.
1: And I'm Rick Pop. We are missionaries at Acts 29. As always, it's our hope that we can help you as church leaders, as leadership teams, as leaders of families, and even leadership practitioners to more effectively mobilize the church to achieve her mission.
0: Today's topic is I hate meetings. Most of us love to hate meetings. And it's our personal experience and in our work with leaders all around the country that one of the more common bonds among leaders is their mutual hatred of meetings. Mm -hmm. Both meetings they're a part of and meetings they lead. So in this episode, we're going to talk about how meetings are a massively missed opportunity for leaders. Rick, will you open us in prayer?
1: I would love to. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good and gracious Father, we first again thank you for our listeners, for these leaders in your church. We thank you for their yes to the mission. Lord Jesus, that mission that you put us on on Easter Sunday, we just ask for your continued guidance. And by way of your Holy Spirit, Lord, bring us together in unity as a church, in unity as teams. Lord, be with us today as we talk about an important part of leadership. Touch the hearts and minds of these leaders so that they can glorify you in both what they do and how they do it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: Okay, so this topic of "I hate meetings" is 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 really a renewal of the mind. We want to encourage every leader a renewal of the mind on how they see meetings. Uh, most of us, I think, see meetings as penitential suffering for life. And in fact, when I first started working in, if you want to call it professional ministry as a missionary, uh, this close priest friend of mine, um, he'd been a priest about ten years, and he was uh, just in a bad mood one day. and I said, "What's going on?" He goes, "Man, I hate." meetings it's like when i became a priest my bishop told me meetings are penitential suffering and boy is that ever true and that right there is exactly what we want to talk about undoing because the most immediate way to begin changing your culture your leadership and to impact your organization be it a parish school or diocese or anything else the most immediate way to begin changing it is to change the way you meet we're going to kick this off with the question how do we know how well a leader is actually leading? Just think about that for a second. How do you know if a leader is any good? We're going to answer that by asking a similar question. Rick, you were a quarterback in college, right? I was. Very good quarterback, in fact. Well, I'm not sure, but I was a quarterback. He was a good quarterback. So, how do you know if a quarterback's any good, Rick? Well, I mean, I, I took
1: pride in being able to throw a ball pretty accurately. Um, had some decent speed, mobility, but a good quarterback can, can move a bit. Can read defenses. Good quarterback knows the offense. Good quarterback is a good leader. Generally knows the team and can can motivate, support the team. So I'd say, you know, you have all those. You have, you have a shot
0: at being a good quarterback. But that could be on paper a quarterback looks good. How do you really know? Like how do you really know if a quarterback's any good at the game? You watch him in a game. You watch him in a game. Hmm. And it's, and it's not only, you know, he's got to
1: perform in the game, but it's, it's even how he deals with adversity, you know, how he picks up his teammates, if someone's down, how he observes things, how he can make things out of nothing. So it's in the game. Does he perform in the game? There are those. Arguably, Tom Brady could be the greatest quarterback ever. And yet, if you say all the other skills types, speed, strength, he wouldn't even be on the list and yet he could be the greatest quarterback by how he performs in the game. Yeah. And by analogy t- taking it back to leaders. You as leaders, your meeting performance is is where leadership shows up. Leadership shows up in meetings. Your whole team, th- those who are teammates show up in meetings. Collaborators show up in meetings. You know, people that can pick each other up show up in meetings. And so I think that's that's a different mindset that we want to share with our with our leaders out there. Is is to look at that meetings
0: are game time. This analogy of a quarterback knowing he's truly good is to watch him in a game. Someone someone could think they're a great leader or think they're doing okay as a leader, but if you watch them in a meeting, that's when you're going to find out how is their leadership going. Because all the dynamics of leadership show up in a meeting and they come together. Oh,
1: Absolutely, I think you just picture when the leader and this could be a bishop this could be a pastor this could be a head of a ministry if if they're distracted and they're doing their emails while the meeting's going on it happens a lot and it's it's unbelievable how many times that happens and so as we observe how people behave in those meetings and and the people we're working with the ones that truly embrace those meetings are the better leaders by far on
0: on and off the field if you will inside the <laughs> meetings right. and outside the meetings <laughs> so this 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 mindset renewal around meetings there's theres there's so many types of meetings, and this is not an episode to talk about how to run a great meeting. there's another one, but it's to talk about the most important types of meetings you have and to realize that's where you lead. So let's start with the most important fundamental meeting we all have, and that is our prayer meetings. So think about prayer for a second. We don't usually think about it as a meeting? but it is prayer. Is your personal meeting with God every day? It's your it's your team and you meeting with God all the time every day. So prayer is the most fundamental meeting. It's it's uh, it includes your personal holy hour, your time and adoration, your devotions, your, just your conversation with God throughout the day. So your daily prayer life—that's meeting number one. Flowing from that is the team's prayer meetings, times where you intentionally get together just to be in conversation with God, to ask Him specific questions about realities you face. Um, it also includes the the prayer meetings that are the sacramental life of the church. Going to Mass, individually going to Mass together, worshiping God through Mass, also includes the sacrament of confession. That's a meeting to reconcile and repent. Critical meeting. And then there's prayer as a team. Specifically, praying in order to know what to do in your diocese, in your parish, in your school, your organization, whatever it might be, a prayer meeting to know what to do. And so flowing from this most important, most powerful, fundamental meeting of your life as a leader, as whatever you do, comes other critical meetings and and prayer, to be clear, translates through every kind of meeting we're talking about. Every single meeting should start in prayer, especially in a ministry context.
1: Right on. And there's a lot to cover around meetings. And, and so we probably do maybe a future podcast on how to run really effective meetings. But what we want to do is is at least share with you our recommendations, at least to think about and pray about for your meetings as a leadership team. Uh, Nick already mentioned the most important ones as an individual and as a team on how you pray. And that should be on your calendar. And so the, another one is, is this regular, and we're saying weekly, and we take this one from Patrick Lencioni, our our friend and and just a guru on management um techniques and and happens to be on our board at acts twenty nine but this weekly tactical meeting and just picture that is your chance as a leadership team on a very regular basis. Again, we recommend weekly you do it what works for you, but it's yours to come together it's yours it's quick hitter topics. these aren't deep debates and deep discussions. It's a bit of a triage meeting. It's checking in with each other. How's it going with you? Is there anything you need to share with each other? That's called the lightning round, if you will. There's different ways of doing it, but there's that forum that is your regular chance to come together, make sure you're aligned on the topics of the day, and that you're also determining what are the other topics that you need to have deep discussion and deep debate about. Okay, now later we'll talk a little bit about the value of just coming together on a regular cadence, you know, the human element of that. So that's one we'll call it your weekly tactical leadership team meeting or your mission team meeting.
0: So coming out of that weekly tactical one is this, this kind of this concept, but it's a meeting, this deep discussion time. It's regularly scheduled time to debate, to go deep on topics, to argue, to ask each other Questions and really inquire into the the how we're doing things. It's, t- it's time to really ask the Lord, what's His plans, what's His strategy, what's His vision, what's His solutions to the problems we're facing. Time to really listen to one another, and this time's vital. It's it's, it's critical to solving problems and especially to innovate in the church, which is invaluable right now. And when it works well, it took us a while to get there. And we watch teams that we
1: work with it takes a while to get there. That. That tactical meeting, which is more the fast-paced, not long, deep discussions, when you identify the topics that need a deeper discussion and you already have the forum scheduled for the deep discussions, then you're just plugging the topics into the time slot, plugging those topics in and determining who needs to be at that part of the discussion. Not every has to be there. The next meeting that's critical that seems to get maybe second fiddle is our one-on-ones. We don't see enough of this. Your one-on-one meetings, so between a bishop and every direct report on that leadership team, or the pastor one-on-ones with everybody on the leadership team, we believe those one-on-ones have to happen. It's your chance to to connect and just to know it's there. What tends to happen is those may get scheduled, but then they get second fiddle. As I said, it's, oh, that's okay. We got other things that are more important. So th- they get... Um, Overshadowed, if you will. So one-on-one meetings, and it's a chance for, especially the subordinate, if you will, on this, is that person then is gets to share. Hey, I know I have my form. It might be a half hour every two weeks. It might be an hour every two weeks. Maybe an hour every month. So one-on-ones, we think they're critical. Have them and hold them.
0: Yeah, that, Rick, as you were saying that, I thought about a common phrase I hear from a leader is, or or a subordinate about their one-on-one. I don't have really much to talk about. We kind of had that team meeting their day. But what you miss then, too, is even that relational time, that check-in. How are you doing? What's going on? We just have to pray together in ministry, right? Like, you, you, you'll miss those things that just naturally happen when you meet if you only think of it as a, like a purely topical focus. Like, is there a problem I have to address with my right. my boss or whatever? Right. Like, that's that, that that's the when other, you start to get The
1: other, the other thing that happens, I agree with you. The other thing that happens is, you, something might come in your mind and say, man, I'd like to talk to my boss about that. Yeah. Or, or the, the the bishop might say, "Man, I'd like to talk to this person about that." Uh, but you know, it's I don't need to schedule another meeting. It's but if you already know the meeting is there, it's like oh, I'm meeting next Tuesday. Then you're probably going to talk about it. Yeah. You know, the things you sh- you want to talk about, but you don't go through the hassle of scheduling another meeting. You have the forum set.
0: As you have a set schedule, you habituate yourself to operate that way. So the weekly tactical Rick mentioned anchors the team's week everybody's there and they know what's going to, they know what's coming. And so they're going to save up time to talk and get after topics together at one-on-one. You're going to save, you're going to habituate yourself to saving certain topics for your one-on-one. This next one is this quarterly offsite, right? And so some of this comes from the work of Patrick Lynchioni, as Rick said, this quarterly offsite is all about stepping back from doing the work, quote unquote, of the business. So the work of the parish to think about and pray about The parish overall. It's the strategy. It's the vision. It's the the behaviors. The values. How are we doing on these things? How are we doing as a team, as a family, on mission? And so it's that big picture look uh, gives you time to really dive into some deep strategic thinking. So these quarterly offsites uh, are invaluable to staying fresh, staying innovated, and continuing to have a fresh vision for the community you lead. This would also include um, perhaps an annual. Retreat for the team, right? So, getting out together, having spiritual experiences together, to step back, to pray, to get refreshed and recharged, you don't get burnt out. And then another meeting is to become one mind on the way you think as a team, especially as a leadership team. Every week at Acts 29, we have a weekly study conversation. Every week we have assigned reading. Sometimes we're going through a book for a while, sometimes there's a particular article or two. And we read on our own. And then we come in on Tuesday. And at noon over the lunch hour, we discuss what we've read. This is a small thing, but it makes a really big impact relationally and in becoming one mind, which is very important. So you taking your team and saying, okay, what do we need to read right now? What kind of stuff should we be reading to become one mind and especially to innovate? At some point, we'll probably do an episode on innovation it's really important in the church right now and trying to become apostolic to be to be in an apostolic mode of leading. But that 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 thinking, that praying, that discussion, that whole process seems small and unimportant, but it really makes all the difference. So those
1: we think are some of the vital meetings. It sounds like, oh, that's a whole bunch more meetings we need to add. But it cleans up wasted time. Hmm. Yeah. It sounds like a lot of meetings, but what it eliminates are trying to schedule other meetings because the time it takes to schedule meetings is a bunch of wasted time. Managing calendars, then canceling another meeting, and then laying over another meeting and trying to coordinate everybody's calendars. It, it, it even changes phone call time. It even changes, hey, we need to talk about this in the hallway time. It's like, I know we're going to get together on Tuesday morning. I'm going to save my stuff till Tuesday morning. If it's urgent, certainly I'll text you, call you. So how do you deepen that that meeting impact is first recognize that all that unproductive stuff truly wasted time is eliminated and so you might have more time on your calendar that is scheduled as meeting time and so and yet if you do it right
0: it's more efficient use of the time and you're doing what needs to be done here's a couple simple tips for the thinking about like a meeting and why it's there. So, so the point of this is like have a clear purpose for the meeting forum, right? So, a simple phrase would be like this: meeting is where blank team accomplishes blank work. I mean, mm-hmm. is that basic? Just have being really clear. What are we? Why are we meeting? And what are we meeting about? You have a, you should have some clarity on the topics to be covered in the meeting. And in a weekly tactical, that can happen real time you know, but there's, what are the topics we're covering? What's the desired outcome of this meeting? Who's attending it? And then the thoughts around the type of interaction you might be having, right? If you're leading a meeting, you come in prepared to think about, hey, this is a lot of discernment right now. Or, hey, this is a lot of creativity. So it's not going to be like solving a problem necessarily. We're trying to think new about a situation we're facing. Might be triage. Might be in there Sorting through some topics and landing, like, what are the most critical elements we need to talk about right now? Or there might be a really big problem that just is hanging over your heads or just came up, it's a hot one, and we're going to get in here and we're going to solve this problem. And in all of this, every meeting, you have to have the time to listen to the Holy Spirit, whether it's the opening prayer with this pause to really invite the Spirit to lead us, whether it's in the middle of a meeting, whether it's time set aside ahead of time, having the time to listen to the Holy Spirit is the best tip we could ever give about Amen. your meeting structure. Right on.
1: Right on. And for all those meetings, the, including the individual prayer that Nick talked about, the team prayer, the the the, uh, the you know, the tactical, the deeper dives, the offsites, get it on the schedule. Get it on the schedule. And we'll talk about that in a second as well. So, um, yeah, another element Nick before we kind of start shifting into maybe even the mission challenges so much talk these days and rightfully so about being remote the hybrid work environment and face to face versus zoom and certainly it's part of the the answer if you will part of the solution is how do you leverage technology and when when does remote really help versus hurt but we also want to encourage you as leaders to ensure that you have sufficient personal face to face time I'm going to reference an article recently published by a guy by the name of Michael Arena, and it's based on years of network science research and findings from recent experiments about does face-to-face matter? Does physically face-to-face matter? And it identifies in the research three major network advantages in being face-to-face. Okay, those three are this. The one, he's called, he calls it the discovery advantage, and that is those chance encounters that generate new ideas, which are the lifeblood of innovation. So the discovery advantage is you bump into each other and you start talking about things. The second is called the relational energy advantage, which is the energy and enthusiasm that people bring when they're together in person. And that can lead to increased productivity and creativity. We're, we're, we're social animals. We're social beings, I should say. And God made us to be in communion with each other. So there is an energy there to to be together physically. And the last advantage, he calls it the cohesion advantage. And that's the sense of belonging and connectedness that people feel when they are together in person. And that could lead to increased commitment and increased loyalty to the organization. So what we're asking you to do is make sure that as you look at it, even though we're, we're, we're more and more remote, it is proving to be disadvantageous to relationships and energy and creativity and all the things I just mentioned.
0: So striking the right balance is critical. Jesus, mm-hmm. the Son of God, did not come over a video call. <laughs> Wouldn't have worked. Um, so this this episode hopefully is is really helping renew your mind. Just overall, how do you think about meetings, the impact meetings do have, they can have? And then in another episode, we're going to really dive into how to run meetings and, um, and, and and maybe even more concretely, like a structure of meetings. So Rick, bring this to the mission challenge today, Okay, bro.
1: here's our mission challenge for all of you. Um, so start with reflection and prayer to refresh all of your meetings. And you might do this on an annual basis, but a reflection and prayer. Take a look at your calendar, look at all of your regular meetings, and think about how you operate. Every single meeting you have, determine is it still needed? Be clear on its purpose, and even write it down for the standing meetings, very clear on that meeting forum, who leads it, what topics need to be discussed there, and and assess how it's going, and how can it even get better, every single meeting forum that you have. Then once you have that, the ones that remain, step back. Does that schedule now reflect your priorities as a leader, starting with your own prayer? Alone and together as a team? Does it have enough time to think, to pray? Again, alone and together. Does it have time to handle those daily, weekly to-dos and and more of the fast-paced stuff, as well as the deep-dive topics, the space you need to think, to pray, to listen, to share? And as you then look and say, I can't fit it all in, then you've bitten off more than you can chew. Your strategy is too grandiose for your capability to do it. So you have to adjust your strategy. And we ask you, if that's your case, it's just it can't all fit, go listen to our episode eight, which is an episode that we did on what we call being overwhelmed. And lastly, the mindset that if you consider every meeting as game time, That you let your leadership shine in those meetings, or you let your teamwork shine in those meetings. That's the last part of our mission challenge.
0: All right, let's pray for you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for every single person that is listening to this right now, and all the people in their care. Father, you don't see groups. You see people, individuals. And so, Father, we ask you to turn your gaze powerfully right now on every single person listening. And we ask you, Father, in Jesus' name, to send the Holy Spirit to fill them, heart, mind, body, and soul, with every grace they need to lead, to encourage their leaders, and to renew their minds and their approach to the way they see themselves leading meetings. Meeting with you, Jesus. Meeting with you, Father. So come, Holy Spirit, and do that which you can only do: transform our minds and hearts, so that our parishes, our dioceses, our schools, or whatever we are a part of—a family—that we get better because we're changing the way we meet. We pray all this in Jesus' name, Amen.
1: Amen. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. That was awesome, Nick. Thank you so much. All right, everybody, that's it for episode thirteen. Go and win every meeting.